So um, I know that maybe not everybody made it tonight. A lot of you did. There was 150 people who signed up, which is amazing, because that's more people than we have at Church on the Rock. <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? Um, so joking, we have more than that. We have 200 pretty much every Sunday. Um, so uh, we're excited about that. But we're, tonight we're going to really talk about being all in. Everybody say all in. And uh, we had preached a message about a year ago about All In, talked about the vision of this church and the future of this church and what it's going to take to go to the next level. And, you know, this church has been established for over 30 years. Um, it's actually older than I am. It was here before I was born. And um, this church has been a good church, but we want to go from good to great. But it's been a good church for a long time, and there's been a lot of good things that have happened, a lot of people saved and healed and delivered, and a lot of faithful people, and a lot of people that in this place raised their families in this church, and they got grandkids in this church now, and uh, they're just strong people. Uh, Mom and dad raised up strong families and strong people, and that's why we have such a good foundation, aka Church on the Rock, solid foundation at our church because there's so many strong families here because of what what mom and dad did uh, to lay that foundation. But to go to the next level, some things are going to have to happen. And uh, the reality is the best days of Church on the Rock are ahead, not behind us. And the future is bright. God always goes from glory to glory and from faith to faith. And um, first of all, we just want to say thank you to all of you in here who work in any sort of ministry helps and you do something at this church. Uh, it's awesome what you do and the time that you give, uh, but we're going to go to the next level. And there's changes to come. Uh, there's already been some changes in a lot of departments to, to make things better, and we've seen the fruit of that. It has made things better, but we're going to have even more changes in the future so we can go to the next level. All good things. Nobody's getting kicked out, so don't get scared. Uh, but all good changes to help us go to where we need to go as a church. So I want to talk to you a second about All In. And then we'll give it over to Pastor Jordan. He'll share for a second. Um, so about a year ago, I shared the story about All In and being a church that's All In. So uh, how many football fans in here? A couple football fans. I know we have a Philadelphia fan right here. The Eagles that just won this past year. Um, so I'm not like a super big football guy, but I watch it every once in a while. I watch the Super Bowl. That's what kind of football fan I am. But 2012, there was the New York Giants won the Super Bowl. And the reason I even know about this is because on ESPN, there was a 30 for 30 uh, documentary. Anybody seen 30 for 30s on ESPN? And I, I think they're really interesting. I like stuff like that. So on the 30 for 30 doc documentary, it was called All In. And so I watched it, and the 2012 New York Giants were a team that was struggling. And all season, they were having issues. And then they had the coach decided to invite this one guy. He was kind of a chaplain slash motivational speaker to come in and talk to their team and see, see if that could fix the problem. So he had this guy come in. You can look it up on YouTube and see the actual guy who gave this speech that's known as All In. And he came and he talked to the New York Giants team, and his message was All In. And so when he came and gave them, uh, came to the, the locker room, he gave them all a poker chip. And he gave all the, all the people, all the coaches, the water boy, the kicker, the quarterback, everybody in there, he gave them a poker chip. And he talked about all in. And he said, if this is going to work, we're all going to have to be all in. And you're never going to win championships. You're never going to win games unless everyone has the mentality, I'm all in. And so he, he explained this. 
that when a team is all in, they can't be beat. They're going to win. They're going to win championships, but everybody has to have that mentality. And, and what I took out of it is this. As a church, to be all in means everyone that comes to church being involved, for starters, going to get a better amen than that. Everyone who comes to church is participating and doing something and giving and praying and serving. If it's really your church, that's what you should do because you're all in. But not only that, then everybody giving 100% of what they can do. Now, that's all in. So everyone being a part, but all those people giving 100%, that's all in. And when people are all in like that, that's when a church wins. And the fact is, there's a lot of churches all over the world in this, in this region that are not winning. They're not winning. They're losing. And we're not saying they're losing against another church. They're just losing because they're not progressing. They're not growing. They're not uh, changing their region, changing their city. They're not doing anything, so they're not winning. But we want to be a church that's winning and winning championships, not against other churches, but in the kingdom of God. And so we have to be all in if we want to do that. And he said this. He said, when, when your vision or your mission is so important, when a poker player knows that they have a winning hand, they push all the chips in the middle and they go all in because they know their hand can't be beat. Come on, I thought this was a Pentecostal church. And that's what the Church of Jesus Christ is. It is an a, a organization, a part of the kingdom of God that cannot be beat. That we have the winning hand because God has given us this winning hand. So we as people need to go all in. What else could we give our life for that's going to matter in eternity? There's nothing else more important than the kingdom of God. There's nothing more important than building the church. And so when we have a winning hand like that, we should put everything into what God is doing. And when all of us in here from the front to the back does that, that means we're going to win championships for the kingdom of God as a church. And we do that, why? Because we know we have a winning hand. And what we're doing matters. And what we're doing is important. And what we are doing at Church on the Rock will matter in eternity. So we push all our chips, which be, would be our time, our talent, our treasure, our energy, and everything we have. We push it all in the middle and give it to God because we know we'll win when we go all in. Come on, did you guys get something so far? And so that's what our heart is at church, that we have 100% participation but then everybody giving 100% of what they can do. And it's different for everybody in here, but we can all give 100%. And the thing about our church is a lot of people do give 100%. And really in our life groups and our ministry helps and almost everything in our church, 80 to 90% of our church is involved to some level. But we know we can do better. We can do 100%. So hopefully tonight inspires you. Uh, to go all in like never before and to be the church that God has created us to be. This is not my church. This is not uh, the Jacob's church. This is not the staff's church. This is our church. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and we're in this together, and we're all going to get the same reward in heaven, not just me or not just the staff. We're all in this together, and we're going to do something great for God. Can I get amen in this church? All right, well, come on, Pastor Jordan. Come preach to us. That was great. That was really good. Hey, uh, I'm not going to take real long uh, because there's food. Okay, but I want to teach you for just, um, will you give me 20 uh, focused minutes? Can you do that? And then, uh, and then we're going to go eat. 
So um, we're going to kind of jump into this thing. First, I just want to say um, that to have a night where you can honor the, the volunteers, the servant leaders of, of any house, of any church, um, is, is probably one of the, if not the most important night of the year. Uh, because if you really want people to, to be committed to a cause or to a, uh, a vision or to a dream, um, you have to show that you're first committed to them. Um, and so I think this night is a night where um, Church on the Rock is saying, hey, we, we want our volunteers to know that we love you, we believe in you, and that we recognize we can't do this thing without you, which goes back to the, to the credit of what Pastor Jordan just said, that we really are in this thing together. Um, uh, you're familiar with Chick-fil-A? Are there Chick-fil-A's around here? Okay. <clears throat> I wasn't sure because honestly, I haven't even seen Chick Fil A around here. Um, but Chick Fil A is like my favorite. Is my favorite. It's not even really fast food. Like it cheats the fast food industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you familiar with Raising Canes? Okay, Raising Canes just came into into our area uh, where I'm at in, in Ohio, and and everybody just made a big fuss about it. And I went and tried it out, and I was like, Chick Fil A, hashtag for life. And and Chick Fil A uh, years ago back when Boston Markets was really making a rise, um, and it was just kind of taking over, taking over the, that, that, that portion of kind of the in-between fast food and, and full-service restaurant, um, and Chick-fil-A was starting to get drowned out, and they held a meeting with their leadership team, and Truett Cathy, who's, you know, passed away several years ago now, but he was the founder of, of, of that organization, he pulls together this meeting, and they're all in um, this boardroom, and they're trying to strategize, how are they going to take over Boston markets? What are they going to do to beat their competitor? And everybody has all these ideas, and they're kind of warring against each other and going back and forth, and, and there's a bit of chaos in the room as people are sharing their thoughts and their, their suggestions, and, and, and the story is, is told that Truett Cathy kind of pounds his, his fists on the, on the table, and he kind of gets everybody's attention, and they, they look over uh, at their leader, and he says, hey, listen, listen, listen. He said, we're going to focus on getting better, not bigger. If we get better, people will come. If we pursue bigger, people will leave. And I think that, that same principle applies um, not just for Chick-fil-A, right, but it applies for the church. Um, but let's, let's get more specific. It applies to you. It applies to me. Uh, if, we pursue, if, we, if we pursue bigger, whether it's bigger platform, more money, uh, bigger influence, whatever it may be, we'll, we'll become proud, we'll become narcissistic, uh, we'll, we'll end up getting the exact opposite of what we were actually pursuing. But if we pursue, get better, right? Because at the end of the day, too, we're not going to teach on this, but, but the Lord's really interested in who you are more than what you do, right? Like who, what we do is just a byproduct of who we are anyway. Okay, so I want to talk along these lines of all in on how do we, how do we get better? How do we know if we're, if we're all in? And we're going to individualize this. Okay, the, the tendency in any leadership teaching would be to think, man, this applies to the person next to me. Like, hey, did you hear this? And I'll tell you what, man, if that person who's not here tonight, if they could hear this, i got to figure out a way to get them this teaching, right? Like, you know, this is, this is for you. This is for me. As I was um, prepping this and just going through my notes this afternoon, um, I realized like, there's some things right now that I need to adjust in my own life, that I need to, that I need to correct and, and, and go back to getting all in to what, uh, God has laid on my heart what it is that he's calling, what's call, what he's calling me to. So how do you know if you're all in? I'm going to give you seven things on how do you know if you're, if you're all in. Um, the first one is your service, meaning what you do, 
here for Church on the Rock, and you could apply this to whatever business or organization you're a part of. And you can steal these notes too, man. If you're, if you're a business leader, take these and bring them back to your employees. But number one, your service feels predominantly like a privilege and only sometimes like a sacrifice. You're serving the church in any capacity. Uh, you have then reached your highest calling in life. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul says that Jesus died for the church. Of course, the church is the ecclesia. It's you and me. It's people. Like this whole thing comes back to, to people. Like if we're, if we're serving for any other reason than to, than to bring glory to God and to love on people, like we're serving for the wrong reasons. The highest calling, the greatest privilege that God has given any one of us isn't what we do outside of the house of God, but it's what we do, it's what we do for the betterment in the future and the vision of the house of God. And if you're here and God's called you to be a part of Church on the Rock, which if you're here tonight, then that's where God's called you to be, then you plant your roots down deep into this house. And whatever the vision of this house is, whatever the mission of this house is, wherever, wherever Pastor Jordan and Lauren are taking this thing and feel that the Lord has given them to lead this thing, and that's what can I do? The answer is yes. What's the question? So the first thing is your service feels predominantly like a privilege, only sometimes like a sacrifice. Listen, the more that you need the affirmation of others, the less you can receive it. If you live for the praise of somebody else, uh, you'll die by the critique of somebody else. Um, but, but at the end of the day, that's what so many of us uh, tend to uh, fall prey to. Is Well, they didn't say thank you to me, but they said thank you to so-and-so. Man, no, no, no. At the end of the day, man, we're serving Jesus. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done because we ought to as leaders and as individuals, I'm sure there's department heads in here and all, all different kinds of, 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 of leaders in here, um, we, we, ought to be, we ought to be liberal in our praise and in our thanks towards people. But as servants in here, we ought not to need the praise or the thanks of somebody else. So you know you're all in. Again, if you feel predominant, like what I do today is a privilege. I know i got to wake up early. I remember years ago when I was in Bible college, um, I would... I, would, I was serving in our kids' ministry, and the reason that I was serving in, in kids' ministry at the church that I, was, that I was at was because I never wanted to serve in kids' ministry. And so I had a, I had a teacher, an instructor, who told me, um, sow your seeds now so you, don't, so you can reap the benefits of it later, right? And so I did everything. I went to a church in Tulsa called Rama. Some of you are familiar with Rama. I did everything that I didn't want to do so that I wouldn't have to do it later. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, Daddy didn't raise no fool. And so, but what's funny now is I've spent the last 11 years of my life in generational ministry, kids' ministry included. So um, it kind of worked against me in one regard. But, but, uh, but I, I, now I love it, so it's different than it was. However, I remember I, I had to be the first one there. So they would unlock the doors, and I got this promotion uh, one year. I had been serving for a year, then they promoted me. I didn't know that the promotion involved getting there an hour earlier than everybody else had to get there. And, and I thought this was great. Uh, at the beginning, I loved it. And I would go, and my role was to set up all the classrooms, all of the nursery and preschool classrooms. I put all the supplies in the room. I, I put all of their snacks in the room. And, and, and then when the teachers would get there, everything would be set up and ready to go, right? And so I remember about three months into this thing, getting up on Sunday morning and having to get there. And there's two services, so you're there through all the service. And you're there an hour early, hour earlier than everybody else, which was two hours earlier than service actually started. And, and I started to complain on Saturday nights. We'd be out kind of late with some of my friends, and, and, I, and I'd be like, man, I, I got to go to bed. Like, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be exhausted in the morning if I don't go back home. And after a while, I thought, man, I, just, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, how can I get out of this? And one of my friends, he said to me, he said, it sounds a lot like this is more of a chore than it is a privilege. Because remember three months ago, you were all excited that you had the opportunity. And it just reminded me, I thought, you know what? No, this is a great privilege. I get to serve the next generation, the generation that's going to be the emerging generation that I believe is the greatest generation to ever, to ever walk foot on this earth. I still believe that to this day, that the emerging generation. I, I, just, I just believe that the best is always yet to come. So whoever's coming up behind is always better than who came first. Um, and, and that's not to say, that's including my own generation. I think that my kids are going to do more than I could have ever done. And that's my goal is to help them stand on my shoulders. One generation to next, greater from glory to glory, right? And so, man, what we do gets to, gets to become a chore over time. But, man, we got to rephrase, rethink, and revise the way that we see it. And this is a privilege. What we get to do is amazing. The second way you know if you're all in, you're all in if your first measure is potential impact. You're all out if your main measure is potential or personal inconvenience. I want you to look at that closely because it's kind of a bit of a tongue twister, right? You're all in if first thing you think about is, man, this has, this has amazing impact. The potential that, that this is going to bring. The potential of, of my serving right now um, versus, I don't know, like I got to get up so much earlier than everybody else. This is extremely inconvenient. Like when we give on the weekends, I didn't add this to my notes, but um, I'm only giving you seven things. But the eighth thing could easily be and probably should be in here. You're all in if you return the tithe. Do we see that what we give, this has amazing potential impact right here. My God. And you know that the tithe is a return. You don't give the tithe. You return the tithe. You give an offering above the 10%. A tithe is just simply what we already owe back to God. <laughs> if we don't give the tithe, then, then anything else that we have in our back pocket or in our purse is going to be restricted from blessing to begin with. We ought to return the tithe. Um, and, and so, man, what do we see? Do we see that as potential impact? Or do we see that as a personal inconvenience? Well, now that means I can't buy whatever. Now that means I can't do and I can't go. No, man, the potential impact that this is going to have for the kingdom of God. What God can do with this is so much greater than I could ever do with it on my own. So is the question, how much time will this take from me? Or is the question or the statement, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be amazing what this is going to be able to do, what we're going to be able to accomplish. The third thing, third way you know if you're all in is your highest aspirations the thing you dream about is just being planted in the soil of God. I think it's unfortunate, and uh, millennials kind of have a bad rap for this, my generation. Um, but, but I've seen this bleed over into every generation now. Um, it's this idea that we don't really marry anything anymore. And if it gets too hard, I'll just quit. I mean, I'll, just, I'll try serving in the kids' ministry for a week. and I mean, I'll try this new curriculum that they're rolling out or I'll try to get on board with the new idea of whatever it may be, but ah, I mean, if it doesn't work out, I'll just, I'll just check out. No, man, let's, we got to stay planted in the house of God. We got to stay planted in the soil of God. Well, man, but what they said about me and what happened, and man, they had the audacity to critique me. And, and you know this, I think if, if you're not being critiqued, if, you're not, if nobody's challenging you on a weekly basis, there's probably something wrong with you. There's probably pride in your life, and nobody feels that they could actually approach you in that sort of a way. And if nobody can critique you, then how are you ever going to grow? I'll never forget. I'll never forget. It was about, it was about trying to think how long ago. It was about probably about six years ago. And my senior pastor's wife, Pastor Barb, um, she, I was sitting in a, in a, on a one-on-one 
um, coaching meeting with her, and I could tell she was holding something back. And, and I said, I said just, just give it to me. She said, you know, Jordan, she said, you know why, why I feel like I can't give it to you? It's because I feel like you're going to get offended by it. And I thought, I don't ever want you to not give something that's going to benefit me because you're afraid it's going to offend me. And yet there are so many people who, in the same, in the same, in the same breath, I could say there's so many people who I'm like, man, I don't. If I'm not correcting people who are close to me, I've told people this, I've taught, I've taught our volunteers this back at Faith Family. I'm, I'm sharing this with some of our core team um, as we're launching Ethos Church. Um, I, I'm telling them, like, if I'm not correcting you, um, then you know there's something wrong with our relationship. If I don't feel that level of comfort, then, then just, I'm telling you right now, like, it's probably not good. Um, I mean, we, we ought to be people who, you know, I crave it. Hey, what can I do better? How can I, how can I make a stronger, bigger impact for the kingdom here at Church in the Rock? Not, number three, I'm sorry, number four. Number four, your personal strengths are leveraged to push our priorities forward. Key word there is our. Like Pastor Jordan said, man, this isn't his church. This is our church. And our strengths are pushed, are leveraged rather, to push the priorities of Church on the Rock forward. You're all out when your personal preference is to push your own priorities forward. You know what I'm saying by that? Man, like, I'm going to do this so that I can get fill in the blank. My serving is a means to an end. Other than serving being the end in and of itself. Why do you serve Church on the Rock? Well, because my mom, well, because my dad, well, because my wife does, because my husband does, well, because I want, to see, I want my kids to see me serving. Look, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of those are, are, are good motivations for a season, but they can't be an eternal motivation. And I serve Church on the Rock because Jesus gave his life to serve me, and so in return, I think I can't help but respond and serve the church, the very thing that he died for. Your personal strengths are leveraged to push the priorities of the church forward. It's not about what you want. It's about where are we going. Put your preference aside. Where are we going, man? If we're going to get better, not bigger, we're going to get better. We can focus on getting the results. That's, ga- that's, that's God's category. But what we do, how we steward it, come on, are you a servant or a steward? Do you just serve the church or do you steward every opportunity of service that you have the opportunity to do? So there's a difference, right? Like, if I serve the church, I stay in my lane, and I do only what I'm asked to do. I follow instructions. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, but if, I, if I'm a steward of the house of God, I'll just follow instructions. I read between the lines. I do even more than what's ever asked of me. Right? Like, are you an owner or a renter? Like, there's so many parallels here. Like, if I'm a renter, um, I'm okay that there's a nick on the wall of my apartment because I don't own this place. If I lease my car... And I turn it in, it's kind of dirty on the inside. I'm not, I'm not real concerned about that. Uh, if the suspension, I, you know, I went over too many potholes this winter, I'm not too concerned about that. If I own my car, I'm dodging those potholes, man, right? Like, if, I, if I'm an owner and I see trash, uh, I, I pick that trash up. Why? Because this, this is my house. I don't want trash in my house. I was walking through Faith Family the other day, and uh, my church um, back in Canton, which is about two hours away from Columbus where we're planning, and I still go up there uh, about, about half my week is still spent up there right now because my kids are, are finishing school, so we're letting them finish school, and then they're transitioning to Columbus, so I'm back and forth. Um, but, but I'm up there, and I'm walking through the hall, and I'm walking with uh, one of the young guys who's on our, our, our building operations team. Uh, he does, like, housekeeping. 
and there was a cup on the ground, just like a little plastic cup. And walking by, and I'm checking. I'm watching, like, if he's, if he's, uh, and now I'm not technically on staff there anymore, right? And, and so I'm walking. I'm, I'm looking. His name's Jordan, too. And, and, uh, and we're walking, and he doesn't pick it up. And I turn around, and I picked it up. And I said, hey, bro, throw that away. And I said, look, I don't even go here. I'm still going to pick that thing up. I said, look, do you own this or do you rent this place, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he throws it away. But, but there's a principle there. There's an attitude there. There's a mentality there. Like, hey, this is, this is ours, man. I, I want this to be as great as it can possibly be. And so everything that I can do to help, I'm going to steward that opportunity. The fifth thing, nothing that we do is not your job. Nothing that we do is not your job. If you're all out, your calling becomes compartmentalized. Well, man, you know, all I do is I just lead worship, you know. I, you know, I'm just, just trying to be more like Amzi up here. That's what Amzi does every single time. I've been here four times now, every time. I love you, bro. But, but then, but then, but then there's an opportunity to serve in kids, and you're not leading worship that week, and then they're short, they're short-handed, or, or man, we, we need more greeters, we need more people, friendly faces, and, 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 but you're like, well, you know what, my calling's really, it's kind of just to sing. No, man, everything that we do, everything that we do is not too big for you, and so what, what is it that needs done, and the answer is yes, what's the question? Well, the answer is yes, what's the question? For, for what we would do is something very similar to what you guys are doing. We would, we would have themes for our volunteers every, every year for our staff and for our volunteers at Faith Family, just kind of like, like this all-in idea. And, and, uh, and one year we did, we did this theme. Um, the answer is yes. What's the question? Um, to just create this mentality within us, man, there's, there's, no, there's nothing too big. There's nothing too, too, too difficult. Uh, the answer is yes. What's the question? Number six. Uh, we're almost done here. Requirement is the baseline for others that is useless to you. Your calling is bigger than the minimum work that you have to do. You go above and beyond the basic requirements. There's not a minimum requirement. You go above and beyond. Um, I love to see, and, and, and you can apply this in your own context, however this looks like for you guys, but, but one of the things, and, and, and maybe this is uh, more of a, a generational thing, I don't know, but um, it's maybe the best example that I have right now. Um, one of the things that we would always encourage our staff, our volunteers to do, if there's an event coming up, um, man, post that all, share that on Facebook, post it on Instagram, um, tweet about it, whatever avenues you, you do, um, invite your friends to it. Uh, man, because this isn't just something that Church on the Rock, this is something that we're doing. There's an event that's going on, and, and you catch wind of it, you hear about it. Oh, man, I'm in on that. Even if you weren't involved in the planning process of it, man, I'm in on that. Oh, man, I'm excited about that new thing that's coming up. I can't wait to share that with my friends. I can't wait to invite my friends out to this thing. And we're all responsible to help grow and build the church. The seventh and the final thing, uh, you're all in when you remain humble. You're all out when you let pride creep in. And now, and now um, I said there's seven things, but I'm, I'm giving you five really quick things that let you know um, how you can if you're humble and you can remain humble, okay? So it's like sub-points pieces, so I'm kind of cheating a little bit here. Um, but I'm going to fly through these really, really fast. Keys to, to humility. Um, no one knows it all, so don't act like you do. 
I don't think we have a slide for these. I didn't send these to, to Jordan. This was kind of last minute. I want to throw this in here. No one knows it all, so don't act like you do. Um, that's one of the, the surest ways to, to, uh, to remain humble is just to always recognize. I, I don't really know. Here's an idea. Um, but, but, I mean, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. The second thing is um, have people who can talk to you honestly, people who can tell you no. Uh, we talked about that a little bit already. People who can critique you, people who can adjust your attitude and tell you if things are a little bit off. Number three, can you see the big picture? Humble people see the big picture. Oh, I can see how this can fit in. I can see how my part right now, my role in this, in this thing could, could advance the kingdom. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I don't need somebody to, 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 to paint the puzzle, to paint the, what's that, what's that old thing, like paint by numbers? I don't need somebody to, to put the numbers. I can see it. I'm in. Number four, can you cheer for others? Can, can, come on, can you encourage other people? If you can't give encouragement freely, you've got way too much pride in your life. I, I, I'll say this. The Lord wants to speak through you. And the greatest way that I know that he's speaking to people every single day is when you have an idea or a thought that's encouraging about somebody else, will you share that with them? You know, the, God's an encouraging God. I think the greatest definition for encourage is to put courage in to somebody, right? I think God's always trying to put more courage in people. If we can be, I have these thoughts all the time about somebody, and, and when I do, I just text them real quick. I mean, I just want to let you know, man, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I think you're an amazing young man. I can't wait to continue to see all that God does through your life. And what you did last week when nobody else was looking, I saw that. I just want you to know. Come on, if you have those thoughts, text that person. Share that with that person. Send an email, whatever, man. But, but man, encourage people. Uh, man, that, that keeps pride down and humility up. Uh, number five, the last one is, do you keep score? Well, I mean, you know, uh, Pastor Jordan called them out already. Three times, actually. Didn't, didn't call me out, you know. <laughs> right? Like, do you keep score? Or are you like, no, man, like, this is, a, this is a family. You win, I win. If I win, you win. If you lose, I lose. Right? Like, can we, can we cheer people together? Do we keep score? And we got to keep humility high and pride repressed in love. There's pride in all of us. But we got to do our part to, to push that under, let humility rise up. One of the greatest ways to do that is to cheer other people on. Don't keep score any longer, right? Come on. So are you all in? I believe it. I believe it. I believe this, that the best days of Church on the Rock truly are ahead. I believe that as this team right here fully dives into what it means to be all in, that's when you can be sure. Because one thing just to say, the best days are ahead. The future is bright. It's another thing to say, I'm going to do my part to make sure that the best days are ahead and that our future is bright. I'm going to put my feet to work, my hands, my hands to work, and what is it that I need to do to create that environment? You know, I, I think one of the things that, um, that, that I've noticed about this church is it's an extremely kind church. It's a very loving church. Um, you make great first impressions with people. Um, and so I would say that one of the best things that we could do as a church, and I say we because I'm a part of this right now, is to, is to invite people into this environment. I think it's a place of acceptance. It's a place of affirmation. It's a place of freedom. It's a place of generosity, generous in your encouragement, generous in the way that you serve people. Um, and as you do, man, you continue to see this thing grow. 
and see this thing get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I just think that more people will start attending. Well, more people will start saying, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Can I pray over you?